this is going to be one of our shittier episodes. This is something we have to get away. It's the About Us page on our website, basically. It's who we are. So if you listen to a few podcasts and you're like, who are these assholes? You go back to episode one and you find out who they are. So it's basically, we're, we're three Jews and a Greek. <laughs> I, think, I think we should call it a podcast. Three, three Jews, Jews and a Greek. Greek. That's That's possible. Possible. I'm throwing that in for my uh, three Jews and a Greek. You are listening to an adventure podcast. All right, guys, so let's wait. Let's talk about the agenda for the show. The agenda for the show is number one, we're going to talk about the, the name of the podcast, and if it's okay, we're going to throw it around. I have the final say. Go fuck yourself. What is the name? We're going to talk about that. It's part of the agenda. I'm still in the agenda section of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to write it down? Isaac, don't make it like you don't love this. Do you love all this? Then we're going to talk about uh, our goals with the show. And then we're going to talk about a little blurb about each one of us, like how we started riding, why we love riding, where we want to ride next, shit like that, and what we're going to contribute to the show. And, uh, and that's it, so let's start. <laughs> well, since you're taking the lead, you're going to have to initiate. Let's get it going. Wait. You're talking about the topic of this, this show name. Okay, so I see he pays attention. Right. I emailed you. The, you got the email so, with the bullet list? So being that we've, we've started, we're going to talk about, I think the biggest problem is that none of us ever know how to pay attention. Right. right? Well, oh, wait, one more thing. Try to only talk one at a time if we can. That's hard. Interesting. Right? Pass the potato, though. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> All right. So I think the name we're going to go with is an adventure podcast, period. 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 Is it a word period or is there a period of time? There's a red period word. The adventure podcast. An adventure podcast. But can we still have the intro say adventure podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. Uh, the other option is CDGS podcast. Uh, but I think it'll be an adventure podcast and then like buy CDGS on the bottom. Well, that's that's all up to you. And then the next thing is uh, Isaac and I and really me. I had a great idea. Isaac got nothing to do with it. Sandbites. I like that one. But I confirmed that it was a good idea. Sand Bites is great, but I too I think it's not broad enough. It's like way too specific. Yeah. Sand Bites is a name? Yeah. I like an adventure uh, podcast. They, Period. They, yeah, it's just broad enough. Right. Know? Okay, so you like it. Yeah. City GS also I don't I don't love I mean I don't like it either. As the parent company, sure. Right, as the parent company. Right. But yeah. City GS uh it's an adventure podcast, and that way it could, it, could ever, it could eventually break free from CityGS, or it could be its own thing, and it's very, very broad. It can cover a million things. It could even cover hiking. It's an adventure podcast. It is yeah. an adventure podcast. <laughs> just, just so everybody knows, we're going we're gonna to throw down some you know, introductions real close. That's, uh, that's MoTeC, you guys are listening to. Say hello. Hi. We have Isaac. Yo. A.K.A. the Mexican. The Mexican? Peter the Greek. Say hello, Pete. Pete, Pete the Greek. Hello. And uh, I am I'm Alan. We got Alan, aka Hivis, aka KTM. KTM. Right. This is this is a little offensive. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, this is not a liberal group. So you know, get used to it. It's the market to the masses. So my name is Mosey Levy. I'm Motec on Instagram, and uh, I got a motorcycle about four years ago, 650GS single. I'm going to do the quick version. I, I moved up to a 700, and I realized that you could start camping with these things. And so I started going camping by myself once a week on the 700GS, and I did a ton of research. I sat down on the floor in REI for a month just looking through products. I spent way too much money, and I eventually just started going camping by myself. 
And then while you go camping, you realize that there's dirt roads. And then while there's dirt roads, you realize that there's more dirt roads and you start researching it. And your friends start telling you to get a bigger, better bike, like a 1200, and you tell them they're crazy. And eventually you see Jim Hyde selling a 1200 GS with you, free training. You jump it off the back of a delivery truck. Yeah, so I, I, so I bought that 1200 GS. I went out there. I got a free training. It, uh, it really excelled my, my riding ability. I came back and I got addicted to, um, to riding dirt and going on adventures. I got my brothers into it, Alan and brother-in-law Harry. We went on, Harry and I went to Colorado for uh, three, four days, rented V-Stroms a couple years ago. Then last year we convinced Alan to come. He came on, uh, we went to New Mexico for six days. We rented Tigers, which were amazing bikes. Came back, Alan was instantly addicted. I'll let him go into that after. Bottom line is now, um, who I am is I, I ride as, as often as I can when my wife lets me. Uh, we've been going to the Pine Barrens a lot. We've been trying to get as many away trips as we can. But also, uh, I'm now a Rawhide, um, what am I? A Rawhide ambassador, official Rawhide ambassador for New York, New Jersey. Um, I have my own blog. I write reviews, product reviews. Um, trying to make a name for myself out there just because I love this stuff. And now um, Isaac actually pushed me to make a podcast because we, just con- you know, we constantly ramble about this shit. And somebody should listen to us. Um, somebody somewhere so that's it and for me the goal for this podcast is to um, it's an easier way to do product reviews you know it's really hard to actually sit down and and write the review and put pictures together and and make a video or things like that and um, just to be able to discuss things back and forth what we like about a product what we don't like a product it's kind of a natural way to 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 go through what's great about it and uh, and we want you guys to hear what we think because we know everything we are the best the best. The best. Mosey, uh, Mosey rides an R1200 GS. That's Alan. Go for ahead. everybody's uh, for everybody's knowledge. Pete, why don't you go next? All right. So I'm Pete Giano. Um, I was riding. I rode a little when I was a kid, like ATVs, mopeds, some dirt bikes. And then in 05, I picked up my first GS. I picked up a 650 GS and... Was doing trips, little is a, trips. Is that a single or, or a twin? Was that the twin? Okay. Um, and well, I was doing some trips, and you know, realized I needed a bigger bike, and I made the big jump to a GS to an LT, a big touring cruising bike, in 07. and um, I rode that for a little bit, and then uh, finally. When the GSA came out with a low suspension, I picked one up in 2014 of November, and um, man, since then it's just been piling on miles, going long distance trips. I'm on my second GSA. Um, what do I have? My 2016 right now. I got a year and three months. Um, I got around 27,000 miles. And yeah, I've been a lot of places, man. Uh, met a lot of people, gone to different rallies. Um, Peter, I got a couple questions for you. Well, yeah. I think it's worth, I'm sorry, just just real quick mentioning that uh, Pete said he waited for the lower GSA. Pete is tiny, uh, short of stature. He's a tiny man, but, but he rides that bike like a bull. I only mention it because, you know, a lot of people are usually worried about getting such a big bike especially when their feet don't hit the ground but pete uh pete's proof that uh and 
And you don't have to touch the ground. Yeah. And to be clear, the a lower GSA is the same height as a regular GS. So, right. so Pete's a tiny man, but he rides awesome. And I, yeah. I want to ask you a question. How many miles do you think you've put on all your bikes so far? What? So my 650 I started out, I think I sold out like 5,000 miles. My LT, I put around 22. And then the 2015 GSA, I put 36,000. Got rid of that last August, and then I popped into a 2016, and now I'm at How'd you get into dirt? What was your first, you know, foray into dirt, and then how'd you decide to get more into it? I mean, so I had that 650, and we would go up to uh, my wife's, uh, my, uh, you know, my wife's family had a, they have a house up at the lake, up in Massachusetts, and I'd bring it up there, just towing it, just trying to find dirt roads. I don't know. I didn't. When I started really riding dirt roads, was with that GS. Uh, a and um, what I winded up doing the Pine Barrens course. I winded up doing Zacker Adventure course with you guys. We all took that course. We had a private course. Thank you. I think we had a nice five days out there. Beat me up. Um, and yeah, that was. I guess that was the time. And that once I got that big GSA, I was I was ready to travel to destinations that have dirt. That's how I feel. You know, gave me that option. That's awesome. And yeah. So, so uh, recently we went on a trip to, to West Virginia with Petey, and, uh, and, and that was a great time. Todd Zacker taught us how to ride a little better, and then we came back. We all started riding the Pine Barrens together, and you're riding like a bat out of hell also out there. So good, good, uh, yeah. definitely a good rider. Pete's going to be our rally man. He goes to a ton of rallies. We can't go to rallies so far. I've never been to a rally. And I feel like there are, Pete feels like there are other people like me that have never been to a rally, but they want to experience it. He's going to bring it to you. So the next rally he goes to, he's going to try to do a live podcast of some sort and, and bring the feel to you guys. Alan. Alan Levy, my brother. I am Alan. Uh, a little about me. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm an adventurist in general. I love to camp. Always did. Love to be outdoors. Uh, the colder, the better, the harder, the better. 
Love to do all sorts of hiking, quadding. Did a lot of off-roading, uh, and I've owned a good amount of motorcycles, and I've been riding for uh, for about 20 years, and I never thought that I would want an adventure bike. I didn't even know what adventure riding was, really, and I've, and I've owned Yamahas and Ducatis, and last bike I had was a Harley, and I thought that was it, you know, Harleys, and I'll pack up my bags on a Harley and go out and go camping, maybe. And uh, at some point, about two years ago, Mosey convinced me, or maybe it was a little more than that, convinced me to go camping with them. Just up in New Jersey, or it was upstate New York, is that where we were? Uh, yeah, yeah, we went to Bear Mountain. And, uh, and so I rented a bike for the weekend and went out there, and we had a great time. That was an LT. That, well, it was an LT, it was a great bike. Uh, an RT, actually. And, uh, and he convinced me then to go out to New Mexico for, uh, for six days on an adventure riding trip. And, uh, you know, of course, I thought I had some, some great camping gear, but you learn really quick when you get on a motorcycle what you think is great camping gear. is uh, it's, it's great when you have a truck that you can drive to a spot, but that's about that. And, uh, and you know, we rented those Triumphs, like Mosey said, 800 XCs, which I, I love. Um, and uh, we went out for six days, and, and that, was a, that was a real adventure. As much dirt and rock doing things on a, on a, on a big motorcycle that you never thought you'd be able to do. And Mosey showed me that. And, uh, of course we, we flew back and on the flight back, I was telling him, okay, yeah, I love it, but I'm not going to buy a bike yet. I'm going to wait. It's going to be six months. It's going to be a year. A couple of weeks after we got back, I started looking for triumphs and, uh, a couple of months after that ended up buying one. And, you know, like Peter and Mosey said, we went out to, uh, West Virginia for six days, Zachary Adventures, which is phenomenal. It's a, it's a great plug. Todd and, and his son Nick are incredible guys. We had a great time. A lot of good skill out there and, uh, and a lot of fun. And you, know, you really start to, uh, to realize what these bikes can do. And I've, uh, I've really, really, really been hooked ever since. And uh, like Mosey said also, you start honing in your gear and you start really appreciating what works, what doesn't work, what you could do out there. Uh, things we'll talk about, like, you know, now that I'm sleeping in a hammock, which is incredible. I never thought I'd be doing that outside. And uh, I, I, that's it, man. I love it. I, I, uh, I ride a 2015 KTM 1190 Adventure R, which is a tremendous bike to take through these trails, or at least you think it is. And when you watch videos about what it could really do. And, and, uh, and I aspire to that. I'm a, I'm a newer rider. Not nearly as, uh, as seasoned as Mosey or 90,000 mile PD over there. But I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. The camaraderie is really uh, it's a big thing for me. And it really combines riding motorcycles and being in the outdoors. And like Petey said, it's an incredible thing to get on a bike that can take you a thousand, two thousand, however many thousands of miles of road to get to dirt and then spend as much time as you want in this incredible dirt off-road sand arena and it'll handle just as well on either, and it's it's uh, it's fantastic, you know. With all your gear on the back, you get to where you want to go. And uh, I, I'm just getting started, and uh, and and I appreciate being able to do the podcast because, you know, bringing it to other people is really what it's about. I, I feel like you know I'm lucky enough. I've I've been surrounded by some great people, and it's been brought to me. And you know, maybe we can expand that and expand the brotherhood and expand the adventure. And that's something I'm always into doing. 
So before we introduce Isaac, I just want to touch on that for a second. I want to just be clear that we're all new to medium skilled level riders. None of us are experts. Um, the whole point of this podcast is getting into it and going further and pushing your boundaries and, and learning more about uh, adventure riding. And there are, uh, you know, so many people better than us. We're really just uh, getting started in this in the scheme of it. I'm three years in and uh, getting better every year. But if you're new, that, that's the whole point. It's we want you to, to, to grow. Um, Isaac Cohen. So I'm Isaac, and on Instagram, I'm still Isaac. <laughs> um, you know, when I was about 13 years old, I had just finished my bar mitzvah, and my parents <laughs> took my money. And you know what? I took the money out of the hiding from them and went and bought a dirt bike without them knowing. Wow. And I bought a KX125 that had a seized motor. I bought it for 250 bucks because it had a seized motor. I took it apart myself, threw it back together myself. I remember I sent the piston out to Wiseco to get it, uh, you know, to, to get it to, to get a new piston and bored out the head, put it back together at 13 years old, and uh, that was the beginning of my riding. So from then I, I went, uh, I, I went from that. In order to get to the places where we rode, we'd have to ride on the street. So the cops took that one away. Then I bought an XR200, which was a four-stroke trail sort of bike. Got pulled over, the cops took that too. Uh, then I had a YZ125, the cops took that too, and then I turned 17. So I went out and got a street bike. All before he's 17 years old. All that before I was 17. So, uh, so then I got into, into some street bikes, some sport bikes, and uh, obviously the thrill kept going. Uh, life moved fast. I gave up biking for two, three years. Then I got into uh, cruisers. I, I, I bought a, I don't remember what it was, a Vulcan or something like that. Uh, and then I got into a Harley. And the Harley was great, but racing cars took over my life for a while. So I was racing for, for, for several years. I wasn't riding so much. I met my wife. She won't get on the back of a bike if her life depended on it. So I sold my bike, stayed with racing. And then I had a kid, so I didn't have time to go three, four, five days at a time to the racetrack. You know, spending that time away was just too difficult to do all that stuff. So I gave up racing, and I was looking for a passion. And all of a sudden, I'm on Cedar Avenue in Long Branch, and who's driving by on a, on a, on a really cool-looking motorcycle is Mosey Levy, or a.k.a. Mosek. So I stopped him, I waved him down, we had a conversation... Um, and, and, it, and it planted a seed. So it must have been a couple of years later, or a year and a half later, that the seed just grew into something, and I decided I need a bike. And I was deba debating between like uh, an Ultra Glide, you know, something that you could do a lot of miles on, or GS. So one day I, I reached out to Mosey. I think it was via text, and he forced me to go to Facebook Messenger. And... <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's shoving the GS down my throat. There was no choice in my life. I mean, even if I never spoke to him again, he would haunt me and make sure I got myself a GS. And luckily, I was happy with it. He pointed me to, um, to uh, Rawhide. So I got a Rawhide bike. And uh, I, I also got the trip, which I'm waiting to do. Rawhide are a bunch of great guys. Um, long story short was... He, he wanted the newer rally. I... I, I I, I saw the rally and I fell in love with it. So I had to have it. You know, I'm a really impulsive guy. Um, so I saw the rally, fell in love with it, 
traded the rawhide bike in for the rally because it's really badass. And, uh, and, I, and I like to wrench. I like to play with stuff. I like to improve. I like to do all that stuff. So He likes to farkle. I like to farkle. So as, my bike is all farkled out. If you looked at my bike, you would think I'm the best rider out there. But really, I'm the newest guy in the group. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I love the outdoors. I love the, the, the camping mixed with the biking, uh, mixed with making fun of each other. You know, all that sort of stuff together. And, uh, and that's why I'm here. You know, to, uh, to share the good experiences, learn from all of each other, learn from all the, the hours that we spend watching other, other people's YouTube videos, and, uh, and learn to have a really good time in the sport. So where do you want to go with the podcast? What's your goal? Why did you push me to do this? You know why? Because all we do is talk about stuff. If we're not chatting on Messenger, we're talking live. And even when we're riding, we're talking about stuff that we do. And it didn't make sense to keep it to ourselves. You know, we, we've got something good. It's too good. It's, it's too good. It's too juicy. We had to share it. We had to get it out there. Um, and we have to see what other people think. You know, it's, it's good to learn. It's good to, to talk about the ideas. And uh, and not just have Mosey on the other end ignoring you, right? <laughs> so uh, it's, it's funny that you <laughs> it's funny that you said while we ride we talk about it because really while you ride you end up making a mental shopping list every time you ride and you you think to yourself you know if I only had this little tiny thing on my bike right now my ride would be so much better I'd be better off road it would be more comfortable I can go distance I'd be warmer and you make these mental shopping lists uh, it's hard to it's hard to finish that list it's like a Never ending. Never project. ending list. Never ending. When something new comes out, and you have to, oh gosh, something lighter, something better. Oh, I gotta have it. Like the thirty k, the Senna thirty k. We just couldn't wait. <laughs> we couldn't we wait. had to be the first ones in the world to have it, <laughs> and, and we were, and we were. We're so, pre-ordering things. When's that coming? <laughs> that's right. So, um, so things we're gonna talk about on the show are different cameras, different intercoms, the benefits of intercoms. Um, you know, uh, Isaac just got the new BMW Enduro Guard suit. We'll talk about that. I have the climb suit. Um, Pete has the climb suit. Alan's got a Triumph uh, suit, a Triumph Revit suit, and he's looking at climb right now. So we're going to talk about suits. Uh, we're going to talk about boots and the importance of ankle protection. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, foot pegs. We're going to talk about bar risers, um, protection for your bike. There's a ton of subjects we're going to talk about, where to go. We're going to go get into intro to camping, how to just start camping on your motorcycle. Um, you know, the value of training. What else? Uh, helmets, shoe berth, showy. Um, and really anything else you guys want to talk about, you know, Mosey's going to put out his email address later so you can all email him any ideas or anything you want to hear about or anything yeah, you want to Yeah, tank bags. We have, ton, we have a ton to talk about tank bags. We have... Um, Pete's got, some, Pete's got some strong opinions on tank bags as of recently. Um, mirrors, believe it or not, mirrors are so important on your bike. Stock mirrors suck. Throw them out. All right, save them and sell them. Um, and then we're going to also have guests. So this is the important part. We're not just going to be a bunch of assholes sitting here talking about what we think is cool. We're going to get the people who make these things. Uh, they're going to come on here and they're going to talk about their products. To clarify, we'll be a bunch of assholes that get other people to come on. And talk right. What he's trying yeah. To say. They're going to bring value to the show. So we're looking at Moscow Moto. We're looking at Giant Loop. We're looking at um, Double Take Mirrors. We're going to have some cool people on here. Um, there's a new uh, cruise control for pre-wedhead uh, GS bikes. That's, um, that's really going to be a crazy addition to the market. We're going to have the creator of that on here. Um, 
maybe we can get Eric Hall on here. We're, we're going to try to get a lot of great people on here and, um, and get their thoughts on their products and what's good about them and the industry as a whole. And then we're going to do uh, rider profiles. There's so many interesting people and they could be well-known or not well-known, but they could still be super interesting. And the way it relates to you is, you know, everybody has a reason of why they ride. Everyone has a reason of why they continue to ride, why they started riding, where they want to be in a few years. And, and the funny thing about where you want to be in a few years is that continuously changes, your course changes. And so to hear other people's stories and what they do, either they're traveling or they ride every day or they run a training school or they create a product and they just rush to test their product. Um, everyone's got a great story and it's really interesting. I know I do a lot of driving and I spend an hour or two in the car each way to work sometimes and I just, I knock out some great podcasts. One of the most important podcasts we listen to is Adventure Rider Radio. If you don't listen to that, that is an amazing show to listen to. Um, those are really great stories. And so so some of you might need something to listen to and hopefully we'll be there for you. You have to realize, you know, what, what, what do you enjoy most? And, and to be able to mix something like, you know, camping and really being in the outdoors and packing everything up on a vehicle that will get you there. Uh, is really it's an incredible thing and I think that you know like Mosley said when you're when you're thinking about where you're going to be in the next few years uh, you know it, it changes all the time and where you want your riding to go and what you want to do I mean I thought I thought that I wanted to pack my Harley up and do a road ride from coast to coast and, I mean I was so wrong uh, and you you only realize you know when you talk to other people and you start getting out there and you listen to other people's opinions and you know, Muzzy mentioned Adventure Rider Radio. I mean, there's times that I listen to some of those podcasts and I think to myself, like right then and there things change. Like, wow, that's that's possible. And listen to what this guy's doing. And it, it sort of changes your opinion and what you can do on these things and how far you can really go and the, the enjoyment you really can get out of it. And uh, I mean, I'm the type of guy that wants to try and ride to, you know, the North Pole, any tip of Alaska, get to Nova Scotia. I think my wife would probably divorce me at this point, but we're going to try. And uh, and I think there's probably a lot more people like that out there. And it's just something that I didn't realize until somebody had put the idea in front of me and really pretty much forced me to do. And uh, if we can get this out there to people and, and they can see and they can realize and think to themselves, well, maybe that's possible or maybe I'll try this or maybe I'll see if I can meet that celebrity, Pete the Greek, over at one of those rallies, you know, things will change. Isaac, nothing else? You know, at this point, my agenda is to do a long trip. The long trip that's on and off-road. You know, I'm, I'm dying to do a South America trip, as you know. Mexico. We've been, we've been talking about going <laughs> to Mexico. <laughs> Panama. <laughs> to Panama via Mexico. Um, but uh, but it's tough to get a good group that, that's willing to do the on and off-road. There's a lot of guys that just stay on-road. And although that's really exciting, you know, part of the fun is getting off-road and, and the road less traveled and getting a little bit lost and, and, and going away from the map and camping out and that sort of thing. So so right now that's my agenda, but I've only been riding like this for a few months, so we'll see. Like Alan says, things will change as I learn more and as I progress and all that stuff. So Pete, when's your next rally that you have planned, or is it winter and you're, you're hibernating? <laughs> um, right now I'm not sure, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it wouldn't be nice to go somewhere and... Uh... You know, for the winter, um, I'm not sure. The last time I did a winter trip was two 
winters ago, I went down the Key West and um, left, and it was 22 degrees. A snowstorm hit, and then I came back, and all the snow was gone. But I have no plans right now. But definitely, when the season's back on and the rallies start, I know uh, I know one that I'm eyeing down will be starting. So nice. we don't have too much more time. I mean, we, we got to get in as many rides as we can. So yeah, that's what we're doing. We can't get any trips in, but we're doing day trips to Pine Barrens, which is, believe it or not, three, four hours in Pine Barrens is like a condensed trip. You're getting so much action in such a uh, short time. It's crazy. And being in the sand yeah, like that's that, a lot of great it's training. Tough right now. This is a tough time. You can't really go anywhere. You know, camping's tough. I mean, I... I don't know about you guys, but some uh, it's pretty cold out there to start camping right now. I so. camp. I, I happen to, and I'll throw that out there a bunch of times in this podcast, I love to be out in the cold weather. To me, camping is a cold weather sport. There's no other reason for a fire other than to keep you warm. And You know what? Another good point, which is what we're going to be talking about, is you know the right gear makes all yep. the difference. And so... You know, yeah, it's cold out, but when you have the right gear, and I'm talking about everything from a base layer all the way through to your sleeping bag or anything else, you have the right gear, it makes these things so much more enjoyable. And I really, uh, you know, I, I love being out in the cold weather. So for me, it just gets started. If anybody else, if any of my guys tell me, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go this weekend, even though it's, you know, 32 degrees out, I'm, I'm always in to go. I love to see some snow you know, outside my tent. Yeah, Pete, you're fine. We, we, we ride at 30, 40 degrees together in the Pine Barrens, and you got your heated gear, and, you know, yeah. you get to nighttime, and you drink some scotch, and you're good to go. Sit around a fire. Listen, scotch. if you guys want to go camping, you just got to let me know. We have to... <laughs> I'm no. going to test everything out to the limit, so that's how I look at it, you know? Um, we could podcast from the guys, woods. Yeah, we can. You guys, uh, you guys used to have your traditional uh, Christmas camping trip. That's um, that's true. We can do that. The Jewish that Jewish Christmas lot. camping. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Uh, I went to New York two years ago. Christmas Day. Christmas, yeah. Wow. With snow on the that's ground. Cool. We went. It was it was Jewish Christmas camping. I forgot what it's called, but it was uh, me and two other Jews. We went camping and riding, and then it was a lot of fun. We should definitely do. It. We should just go to Pine Barrens. Let's do it. Wednesday Forest. Um, all right. Where can uh, Isaac? Where can we find you? Instagram. On Instagram, iCohen424. iCohen424. Alan? Aldog19. That's on Instagram. Petey, you have Instagram? I'm setting one up, you know? Is it going to be uh, Pete the Greek? No, I'll let you know. We'll get back. I'll put, it, I'll put it in the show yeah. notes. And I'm Motech, M-O-T-E-C-H. You can find our show on Instagram, city underscore GS. Thanks for listening, and I promise next show will be much more exciting. Is that we're, we're 31 minutes in. We're all, Muzzy's calling it quits for all of us. Yeah, it's just, it's it's the bullshit show. It's, it's the bullshit, the bullshit it's show. It's the bullshit show. show. Next week's gonna be more exciting. Right. We're gonna talk more bullshit or what? We, we <laughs> promise. Next week, more bullshit. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. I said something to you last time. I'm going to force you every time I see you. Mother used to do it to me constantly. Stand up, stand up, stand up. And I was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But once you start to realize, you know, like these things are, it, it becomes second nature. You want to be standing. And then going through the, the sand, if I'm standing up and I'm looking up at that horizon. Yes. 
I'm getting there. I'm just, yeah. I'm, and, and I realize that my body is doing the rest. Like, I'm thinking to myself, I never thought to myself how hard to hit the throttle while I was insane to get through it. I've gone through some shit that I, I thought I was going to bite it on a couple of times. Right. And I realized that I made it through. I never thought about how hard I was cracking in. Am I cracking too hard? Not hard. Steering in, not steering in. You're just looking up and you're standing and everything else is just going to do what it's supposed mm-hmm. to I, do. I, Isaac's very technical. He needs to understand it first. But he, but he my point I also is have he to feel does it. understand I, I I also have to feel it at, at feel, some feel pace. You feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I spent a lot of time on the racetrack and it's the same thing. You know, you have to counter-steer when you're working through the rear end coming out. So so you've got to work through that that loss of traction. Moment, right. So it's the same thing, but it's something that I have to learn and I have to feel. So one of the best things for me was going to a, a race school where they opened up a skid pad, sprayed it down with water, and said, go fucking crazy. And this right. is what you need to do. That's this great. is what you need to learn. So, okay, so I want to touch on that. So what they're doing right there is they're making you comfortable losing traction. You Correct. lose traction on purpose so that when you lose traction by mistake, exactly. you're good at it. It becomes second nature. So one of the things that I love doing when I get off-road, it takes me an hour sometimes to, to get into it again, mm-hmm. but what starts getting into it every, every time I go riding is cracking the throttle, breaking my rear end loose, and then doing it more and more to the point where the wheel will start to move left a little while my front wheel stays straight. Right. So it's, it's now I'm really just going, you know, power. So are you dropping the clutch to do that, or are you just no. cracking the throttle? Press That's the throttle. It. So the 1200 has enough power, and so does the 1190, to spin your tire at 30 gear doing 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You could just crack it from anywhere and you'll get a little breakage, right. especially in this terrain. So if you're doing it in second gear, it's really, really gonna spin. And if you do it more and more, and you start putting your balls on the tank, I'm not kidding, It's you put all your weight on, on your hips onto the tank, yeah. so your front wheel, and then you're just cracking the rear wheel, and it could start just going left and right as you continue to go well, straight. This is a lot of Todd Zacker, by the way, also. It, it does, like you said, like you went to, you know, a race school. Mm-hmm. It, going to Zachary Adventures was great because it was it was the same thing. You know, you're watching him do it and he's telling you, and you're just starting to crack things free and you're, you know, you're with him. So he's, and for some reason, you always feel safer, right? When there's an instructor well, or somebody around. Well, it's not that. I think, I think the opportunity to feel that out without having to keep up. Like, you know, we went the other day, you guys were flying, and I would love to have had the opportunity to, to just feel out the sand a little bit more. You know, so I, because I'm a little bit, I'm a couple of years behind you guys, I need to, it takes me a little longer to get comfortable. That's why I like to stay behind you when we ride, because otherwise I'll tear up in front, and, you know, I know what it's like to be the slowest guy on the trail. I don't know being the so, slowest, just so you know. But, but especially but, when everybody's cool about But you're solo. Yeah. So that I know what that's like, and I know that I got more benefit out of somebody hanging back with me right. than ever, you know, because when you're by yourself, you do much less. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're with somebody else, you play a little bit more. And, and Mosey, when you were saying about breaking your, your real loose, I, I realized that uh, when you start getting comfortable doing it on the straightaways with the dirt, you start to play with doing it on the coming out of turns. And that's when it gets really Well, I'll tell you what, doing the, 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 the Pine Barrens Adventure Camp was phenomenal. And, and it, I'll tell you, at first it started and it was like a little bit, uh, I didn't know what to expect and I thought it was going to be underwhelming, but it was excellent. It was so good that even with the experience that I've gained in the last six months, I want to do that exact class. That's like a 101. I want to do it again just to focus on handling sand, kicking out the back a little more. So I want to to talk about sanding it for a second. I realized something. I keep thinking to myself, I don't know how much extra gas I give it, like you said, when I'm I'm in the sand. I I don't think about that. 
and I realized what it is actually. Do you know when you have your cruise control set at 70 miles an hour, mm -hmm. but your RPMs change, mm -hmm. but you're still doing 70? It's like exactly what you have to do in the sand. So yeah. when you get in the sand, you have to look far into the horizon, almost like you're looking at nothing straight ahead of you, and you have to keep a steady speed or forward momentum, even if your back starts breaking loose. You have to increase the throttle so your momentum stays the same. So you don't have you necessarily have to, look, have to speed up. And you have to look right. forward. Not just forward meaning up, but forward in, in, in terms of and left to and the right. horizon. You just got to look straight because right. you, you got to almost look at it at the corner of your eyes to take you out of that moment mm -hmm. and into the future. Right. And uh, if you just keep that th in the... And do not go lower throttle no matter what you do because then you're going right. down and you're going to get scared that you're going to fall. It's going right. to take you a few times and you're going to fall. But as your back starts to kick out left and right like it's a shark trying to eat someone... It'll start. You'll start getting used to it. It's such a it's such a foreign thing coming from the road, thinking my bike is completely losing traction and my back tire is on the left of me all of a sudden. But you do that. How many times I fly left and right, five six feet sometimes going through sand. It happens. It's yeah. You were sideways through the, through through a puddle through that little swamp. Yeah. I wish I had that on video. Well, it was it was sideways through the, the sand a couple weeks ago too. Swamp, right? Was well, like going sideways. But you know, you know what? Like racing instructors will tell you. You know, most anybody will tell you. You know, when you're racing a car, you don't you don't look at the wall ever, right? No, what we teach in racing is always look forward, look at where you want the car to go. Oh, right. So that's why you don't you don't look at the wall because right. if you look at the wall, you're gonna put yourself in target the fixation. Or when you're you know when you're going over a bridge or something high, don't look mm -hmm. down. And the, so when you look down when you're riding, you tend to try and ride and accommodate to every small tiny little thing that's in front of you, mm -hmm. and that's just impossible. And these yeah. bikes will go over most anything. And so if you look up. And you're, you know, you're playing that card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm make it out. Uh, I saw Victor, and he is a maniac. That guy just goes through anything with, with, with confidence, with gusto. Amazing. With no thoughts. And he's also like a six-year-old. Yes. He's just having a blast. And he's 50. He's 49. He's 40 and he's 50. You know what? I'm 10 years younger, so and he's got a lot more of the balls, like the young guy balls, yeah. than I do. It's crazy. For sure. He's a maniac. And he's kicking out on every turn. You know, he's making berms where there's no berms in it now. <laughs> it's creating he's, berms. Yeah. It's creating waves. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing it's it. It's a so. camber. So I'd like to be like half the rider that he is, and I'll be really happy. We should all want to be like Vic. Well, he throws a GS around like it's a, a 250. And he's a good yeah. guy, too. He's all right. I had a lot of fun because I, I kept up with him, at least. Yeah, you were with trip. him. It was great. We were uh, at the at the end of the day. We were going to these small wooded trails that had these whoops that were spaced out enough that you could go fast over them, but they were pretty deep. Yeah. And we were flying over them. Tell me, he was jumping. <laughs> I was jumping. No, and not jumping, jumping from no, one to the next. He wasn't. Oh, your noise, your little <laughs> beep noise. Now it was far. Oh wow. We were flying over them to the point where my legs were moving up and down so fast and my body was just staying the same and the bike was moving with my legs and we were just... But you know, the single track was great. The single, the single, single track. track. The real single track. Wasn't it? The real single track going through that, that area was the best ride. I think I enjoyed that more than any other riding that I've done to, to this day. It's the slowest riding. <laughs> no, not because of that, because it's so technical. You know, you move over an inch and your handlebar is going to hit that tree. Right. You know what I mean? That's... That's slow speed riding is really fun, actually. If you're good at slow speed stuff, and you're really in the sticks, you know. At some point, we the, the trail ended, and we were just in the open forest, and we kind of had to figure that way. You know, that was pretty cool. That, that was, was exciting. Cool. That was I, cool. I, I like that more than some big open trail, whether it's even if it's something challenging like sand or dirt or whatever. Yeah, that was fun.
That was fun. Uh, and I'm really enjoying Pine Barrens overall compared to the gravel roads and the, um, the Delaware Water Gap area so far. Well, I think this is where I'm excelling some, in this area. That's some great roads that we've been through up there, but the gravel, I'm not. It's funny because when I went to Rawhide, I was horrible at sand, and other people were great at sand, and I was great at the slow speed stuff, and other people were horrible at the slow speed stuff. And you, you realize that different people have different strengths. And now I'm getting good at sand finally a couple years later. So when it comes around, it just takes a lot of work. It takes extra work for some people to get good at things. Some people are great at something right away and terrible at another. Just keep that in mind. Thank you. That was very much. I was not. You sung the fucking listener. What's that? Slow oh, speed maneuvering is very important. Being able to control your bike at a, at a really slow speed and not just control it going forward slowly, but, you know, to, to, you know, to really get s's in or eights or you know be able to go over an obstacle at slow speed which i cannot do and, the, and, and exactly for what as i said because when you're doing the single track stuff you have to go in between two trees while you're turning and you can't fit you, you only fit if you go out at a certain angle and you just got to be you know good at, at at precise steering at a very slow speed and you got to know how to put your body weight on the opposite side of of uh of where you're turning into it's a good skill. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover.